Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Hello there. Again, I wish to thank you for joining us. If you have a Bible, please grab it and follow along. Take notes. I do get emails from people who tell me they like to take notes and they go back and check it. You know, that's really how we really seriously learn is, is taking notes and, and studying the Word of God for yourself and, and getting a better grip on it. Again, uh, if you have any prayer needs, I would encourage you to go to our prayer list on our uh, webpage there. You can submit a request. There's people who have asked for prayers, so if you're a prayer warrior, uh, please do that as well. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, so grab a Bible and open it up and follow along. And I'm going to be reading from the New American Standard Update. Matthew chapter 11, we're going to be starting in round verse uh, 25. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and from the intelligent and revealed them to infants. Verse 26, Yes, Father, for this way is well-pleasing in your sight. All things have been handed over to me by the Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Verse 28, by my most favorite verse, probably of Matthew, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light this passage of scripture is probably one of the greatest passages of scripture yeah, definitely in matthew a lot of people really enjoy it as i said i do and in this quotation here jesus is sometimes often and referred to as the great invitation. And in this passage, Jesus is inviting people to come to him. And so in this podcast, I want to give you a few short thoughts about this invitation to come to Christ. I know it's a busy time of the year, and, and so I think it's good for us to stop and pause as Christians, those who are seeking out uh, what Jesus is all about, and all this talk about Christmas and the birth of Jesus and whatnot. It's just coming up around the corner here about a month. But up to this point in the Gospels, the command really has always been, and including the first part of this chapter, has always been, repent and be baptized, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Again, this was a call for the nations to come under the authority of Jesus, who is the King of kings, he's the Lord of lords. And in this passage here of chapter 11, uh, prior to this, John the Baptist uh, was being rejected because 
He was calling people to repentance, especially King Herod. Uh, Herod has him in prison for telling him he needed to repent for marrying his brother's wife. Jesus' own generation was rejecting him in the messages that were being projected by him and John the Baptist as well. And these verses 20 through 24, again, Jesus has been up and through all these areas uh, of Judea. He's been up to Capernaum. He's been all over the area. And they basically, all of them have, for the most part, not all, uh, have rejected him, especially those who uh, claim to uh, be learned and wise in the ways of God. They're rejecting the message of Christ, again, really all the way through chapter 11. And I want to make the point again. The command up to this point has been repent and be baptized. And God was dealing with all those people, and now here's Jesus. He, he kind of changes uh, the tune just a little bit here. He extends, an, he extends this invitation. He makes this an invitation for people and individuals to come to him. Go to him. And then in here, verses 25 through 27. What is really going on here is Jesus is actually praying. He's praying to the Father in this prayer. And you notice here, he thanks the Father. Because the Father is the Lord of heaven and of earth. And you see, we really need to understand this. There's really nothing that goes on in this world without the consent and the knowledge of God the Father. Because he is really, truly Lord of it. And Jesus is here praying to the Father. And again, he, he acknowledges God the Father. Notice what he says. You have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent, and you have revealed them unto infants. Really, the gospel message is, is so simple. It really is. Many times, I think, people... Uh, the wisest of people, the, these big gospel preachers, uh, whoever, all these folks that write books, I, I think they really just kind of overlook the simplicity of the gospel. Uh, people who really don't know the gospel, who have never studied it, uh, scientists or whatever, they're always out to prove there is no God. And Again, these wise men just really have a hard time understanding that it could be so simple that is sitting in front of them. Because uh, they say, well, there has to be something more than just faith. There has to be something more than just baptism. There has to be something more than just a prayer and so on. There must be more than just believing and trusting in Jesus. Because of his sacrifice on a cross and his resurrection from the dead... I mean, they, they even reject the resurrection of the dead. All of us at some point who have died will be resurrected into Judgment Day. Now, some of us will be uh, allowed to enter into heaven, the eternal realm with God, and others will be sent away to damnation. Now, Jesus acknowledges in his prayer again that God has hidden this from the wise and the intelligent and revealed it to infants. That is, those simple understandings, those people who 
really maybe for the lack of terms have a, a simple mind or simple understanding. God has revealed it to them in verse 26. And it's interesting at this verse because it, it, it's really just such a simple statement. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight. Now, Jesus is now placing himself into the will of the Father. And this is what we need to do. He is saying, uh, Father, if that's the way it is, that that's the way you want it to be, then it's good in your sight, then so let it be. Okay, and we'll pick up here in just a moment in verse 27. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world in poverty-stricken nations aren't financially able to support our podcast, if you are able, we'd be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website. Would you be in prayerful consideration in your cheerful donation or purchasing through one of our affiliates? Thank you for listening, and may He have the glory. Okay, verse 27. This prayer reveals to us that there is a special, intimate relationship between God the Father and Jesus the Son. And there are a few things that God the Father gave to the Son that no man knows except the Son, because the Son knows the Father. There are a few things that people uh, don't know about the Son except the Father. I mean, look at the end of verse 27 here. Save or accept the Son, and whoever or whoever the Son will reveal him. There are some things uh, that God just is, is going to reveal to a select people through Jesus. This follows this, this great invitation, as it's called. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When we talk about those things that are, are laboring, hard on us, uh, we're not talking necessarily about having to go to work and, and or laboring in the home, cooking our meals, or, or even the work within the church. What we really are talking about here, what Jesus is really trying to strive here, is about those who are under the guilt and the weight of sin in their lives. Because, you see, sin... Is, it labors us down. It weighs us down. And Jesus understood this, that this was one of the greatest needs for all people. After all, this is really why the reason he would leave heaven uh, to begin with, to, to come and do the will of the Father in this world, to become the sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. So, the great invitation is issued, uh, first of all, to all those who are laboring and heavy laden under this big load of sin. Whether this unrepentant, unconfessed sin in our lives, this sin will take a toll on us, folks, and, and it will weigh us down. 
sin always does that. It, it makes us sink deeper and deeper, further and further away from the light of Christ. Again, notice this great promise in this invitation. The invitation is, is to come, and the promise is, I being Jesus. Jesus will give you rest. In, in other words, rest from the burden of sin that you and I carry around like luggage. And sometimes our, our backpack, our luggage is so full, it's really... You know, it weighs us down. I, I watch these kids that walk into school sometimes at, at the school crossing here, and they all have backpacks on, and some of them look really heavy. They have the whole day's books in there, uh, who knows what else, paper and pens, pencils, uh, maybe their lunch. I mean, they're carrying everything, everything that they're going to need for that day is strapped to their back. What a burden. Now, I realize they're probably young and don't realize uh, the strain that they're putting on their back until they get to be old, and then they realize perhaps they should have taken better care of their back. And this is what Jesus was saying here. This sin that you're carrying around, and you keep adding more sin, you don't realize it, uh, it's really heavy. It's burdensome. But he says, I, I will forgive you of your sin. I, I will cleanse you of your sin. I will lift it from you. I'm going to cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. I'm never going to remember it again. I'm going to lift from you that heavy load so that your soul can have rest from the burden and the weight of the sin in your life right now that you're carrying. I will give you rest. Look at verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and, and learn from me. The, the yoke of, of speaking the gospel, you know, learn of me could be translated uh, learn from me. When, when we take this yoke of the gospel upon our lives, there is a, a knowledge that comes to us through the Word, through the Bible, and it's from Jesus directly. The, the knowledge of our sin, understanding what sin is, and understanding and having the knowledge that there is forgiveness of those sins. So this simple invitation is not only that he would give us rest, but he would take the yoke of the gospel upon us and learn from him. Notice he says, I am meek and, and lowly in heart. In other words, you're, again, all the way down with this burden of sin, but if you come to me, I will forgive you, I will cleanse you, and do it with a loving, humble, and gentle manner. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Would you like to make a bold witness for Jesus and Christianity, even when you're not even saying a word? You can both witness and inspire others in fashionable and affordable ways. You'll find the right wearables for men, women, and teens, fashionable and high quality. Our excellent Christian hoodies, 
Christian sweatshirts and Christian shirts make perfect Christian gifts for any religious person in your life who would like nothing more than to express their faith through fashion and style. Check out our webpage for more information. Okay, so remember John chapter 3, verse 17 says, For God had not sent his Son into the world to condemn the world. When we, when we go to Jesus in repentance of sin in, in our lives, he doesn't stand there and stare us down get with this old uh, evil eye. Or, you know, I remember my dad, boy, if you were in trouble, boy, he, he had just a way of kind of looking out of your eye and just, you just felt miserable about it. Uh-oh, I really, really in, am in trouble. But that's not true with Jesus. Jesus doesn't stand there shaking his finger and saying, shame, shame. He, he wants you to know, hey, yeah, you're in trouble. And the only way out of this trouble is to come to him. And he stands there w- with compassion. And he's, you know, maybe even a broken hearted a little bit. And, and it's flowing to the person who is repenting of their sin. Again, remember, he says, he is meek and lonely in heart. He is gentle, he's compassionate and humble. And, and the Greek promise here in verse 29, I think, is really stressed by Jesus. You shall find rest for your soul. Some versions say, unto your soul. The greatest need in this world is not necessarily physical rest, but it is spiritual rest. And Jesus is the only one who can give you that rest. Remember, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Again, in other words, when you take up this yoke or the gospel into your life, Uh, you will see that there's nothing hard about it. It is simple faith, belief in Christ that really brings about the forgiveness of sins. Again, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In the Christian lifestyle, we're not called just to come to salvation. We are, but we're also called into servanthood. And Jesus is telling us when we go to him, no matter what, no matter what we've been through, he can take that backpack off your back, that burden of sin, and remove it. You know, maybe some of my listeners don't know what a yoke is. It's, it's something that you put over an animal, and you make it work. And, and so it's something that controls the animal. And sin can control your life if you allow it to do it. And we really need to allow Jesus to have utter, full control. And that's really hard for a lot of people, especially probably in America. They want to be in control every aspect in every corner of their life, including everybody else's life. And so, again, no matter where Jesus may send you, as long as it is his will for your life, that, that is a much lighter burden than sin. You know, many times in the church, I think, and I've heard, we complain because uh, we don't want to do what we feel that God may be calling us to do. We, you know, I really honestly never thought about a podcast three years ago. Um, 
and I was encouraged to do this by uh, a handful of people uh, from different countries, actually, to say, hey, you know, we really like the simplicity but depth that you give. We, you don't use big fancy words. You talk in a pace that I can follow and understand. And that's true today. I get those type of emails from listeners outside of the U.S. whose first language is not English. Now, I get the opposite from listeners from the U.S. want me to use big fancy words and have spit lines and, and talk like their favorite TV evangelist, and I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to deliver a message that everybody, no matter what your level of education might be, uh, if English is your first language or not, uh, that you can simply, honestly get and understand. And I really, the goal too, is to get everyone to study the Word of God a little deeper. Uh, check me out. Follow on a Bible. I, I encourage you always to follow a Bible. As Christians, again, I think there's times that we, we become burdened and weighed down by sin. Again, uh, you know, a young Christian's always on fire for Jesus. He'll tell his friends, his family, uh, he'll go talk to whoever who will listen. And then somewhere along the way, they kind of lose that fire sometimes, it seems like. And But think about this here. In the book of Hebrews chapter 12, uh, he's going to talk just a little bit about this. He's come out of this uh, background in chapter 11, and uh, the who's who of the Bible, except what I call it. So then we come into Hebrews chapter 12, first two verses says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders us in the sin that is so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scoring its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So, again, these, these passages, I think, speak even of those of the Old Testament who were people of faith. They have become an example to us, and we must lay aside the weight in the sin which so easily beats us up. I mean, it, we're just kind of gluttons for punishment sometimes. We, Perhaps the society around us, we're just told that this is the way it is and you have to take it. You have to accept it. And that's just really not true. As a Christian, you, you ask, well, what have I done? What sin do I need to lay aside? And let me, let me remind all of our listeners here that, and this is including me, that it could be the simplest thing that is really uh, burden you down. The sin in your life could be so simple. Pride. Uh, we see it everywhere. And in, in, uh, movie stars, big athletes, government leaders, whatever. Uh, a bad attitude. Some people, it doesn't matter uh, what time of the day or year it is. There's just some people that I'm around. They're just always in a bad mood mood they're always in an, an attitude issue or the the sin of not giving perhaps a full day's work to your employer uh, it could be the sin of ignoring god or ignoring his word 
It doesn't have to be this great sin, a murder or homosexuality or abortion or that, that sets us up and beats us up until we're just so tired uh, we're laying in the ground and can't get up because the backpack has suddenly become so full there's no way that we can lift it off our back. Again, the Hebrew writer here in verse 1 uses this illustration of a race. You know, I, I used to really like to watch the Olympics, and there, there was a man years ago, uh, I can't remember the name of the country, uh, I think they called it, his nickname was Stilts, and boy, this guy could run, and he, he won lots and lots of medals, but if you ever watch these runners, they, they do know where the finish line is i mean they they have been training for this they know where the finish line is and it amazes me how many times the winner of, the, of these races they, they kind of stayed back or maybe even uh, in the middle of the pack somewhere and you can see that they run with this great patience uh, and they pace themselves and at the end they become the winner and I really believe that our lives are just like this spiritually. Uh, we are to run patiently. We, we must take the sin and the weight that's upon us and, and toss it off. And according to verse 2 here, it's the same that Jesus issued the great invitation. That in the Gospel of Matthew, we've been talking about it. It is Jesus who endured the cross. For the sole purpose of extending the forgiveness of sins to those who would believe in him. And now Jesus sits at the right hand of the throne of God. He intercedes for us. And so, you know, this podcast has been maybe different for some folks who are listening for the first time. It's, we're not always politically correct. Uh, but we try to be spiritually correct. And so many sermons anymore that I, that I do hear or people talking about have nothing to do with repentance. We don't talk about sin anymore. We just want to hear how great it is that we can have our best life now type thing. And the Bible really talks a lot about sin. It talks about the salvation that is through the blood of Jesus and the coming of a Messiah, and the second coming. And, you know, we, there is just so much that we don't hear in today's church. My wife and I, you know, we really struggle with this at times when we hear the same sermon over and over again. It's kind of an old joke. It's, it's the same doll. It has a different dress on it. And by the end of the sermon, you realize that was the same preaching that you've heard for the last six months. And so... I encourage you to find a, a congregation that teaches and preaches the entire Word of God, not just their favorite subject, uh, not just their favorite verse or chapter, but the entire Word of God from Genesis 1 in the beginning to the very end of the, to the maps. Amen. That's the last word of the Bible. And so it is so interesting to me that we we all get in these comfort zones all of us 
of what we like to hear, uh, what we want to preach, uh, what we want to teach, and so on. And it's very easy, even for myself, to kind of get in these grooves of preaching to the choir because they're not, it's not threatening. But I'm going to tell you from experience and other good preachers that I know, they, they preach about sin and death. They preach about repentance. And people really get upset when you start talking about sin. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear uh, how terrible they are without the blood of Christ, that they're not going to heaven. And Because I get it to a, a degree. I understand uh, they've been beat up at work all week. Uh, the spouse has been on them. The kids have been just a nightmare at school. And they don't want to go to church and hear even more how terrible you are. I mean, uh, the boss has said how bad you are, why you can't get a raise, or uh, the teacher's been on you because you don't study and you don't get your homework done. And I get it. I honestly do. And this is why... I'm talking today about rest for your soul. You can have that. You can be at peace with God and and know that you are in His light, that you're in His blood. You have been cleansed. That does not resolve us uh, from anything that we must be doing. We all are required to tell others about Jesus we are all required to, to be in faithful prayer, uh, study his word, and it's, it's time-consuming. And I know for so many people uh, around the world, time is probably the most precious uh, co- commodity that we have. Excuse me. Um, and so we don't have much of it. It seems like every day, every hour, every moment of our lives is packed with nothing but burdens of the day. I mean, the alarm clock goes up or the sun comes up and the rooster crows, however it is that you get woke up in the morning. And from the moment that happens to the moment that the sun sets or you you just say, I can't go anymore, I'm exhausted. And you go to bed and you sleep for a few hours and start all over again. You know, I, I know moms, you know, wives. My wife gets up before I do so that she can fix us a meal, so that she can prepare herself for her day because the rest of the family and the household, we all depend on what she is doing. And we try to share that burden. We all try, obviously try to help with housework and cleaning and chores or whatnot. But this is the point. We need that relief from the burden of sin. And Jesus can relieve that burden. He can remove that burden. We still are, are required to do work for the kingdom of God. Well, I certainly hope in this busy time of year that this is kind of maybe encouraging to you. I know Thanksgiving is coming up here in a week or so, and Christmas is a little over a month away here, at least in America. And so it is a busy time. It is a stressful time. But I, I want to say, look, just sit down. If you never pray, just sit down and pray for a minute. And then 
later in the day. Pray for another minute. And the next day, add a minute or two to it. Same way with your Bible reading. And you can read the entire Bible before you know it if you just take time to do it. Listen to it in the vehicle. Uh, download the podcast. Listen to it on the way to work. Listen to your audio Bible, which that's what my wife and I do. We are constantly trying our our very best to get the Word of God into our hearts and minds and our souls. And we talk about it. We pray together. And does it mean that we don't have hard days and we don't have struggles? Because we do. So I want to encourage you to please tell your friends and family about us as we end this podcast here in a moment. Uh, please, listeners, if you're a prayer warrior, go to our prayer list and pray for those people. Uh, each week we try to make the effort of updating the uh, weekly prayer for the different nations around the world. I, I know that other people don't always submit things every day, but it does change. The website's been completely redone. Uh, from our beginnings, uh, things continue to evolve and grow and get better. And as you notice, this podcast um, the formatting's a little different. Uh, had a few comments already that they like it, and so I appreciate that deep down. I honestly do. And please tell your friends about us. Uh, like us on your favorite podcasting app. And uh, may God bless you. May He. Always have the glory. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast? or prayer request. We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.